0: I'm Nikki. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to today's episode of Scrolling to Death. Okay, so let's talk about something that may be controversial. (laughs) And that is, should we be giving our kids iPads? Specifically, we want to talk about iPads during meals. But let's start off with talking about iPads in general. So, Ashley, where are you at with your kids and, and screens right now?
1: Okay, so screens right now. We do iPads for like plane rides, for travel purposes. If it's longer in the car for more like an hour or two, like they'll be given an iPad, but we don't use the iPad at home. So if we're at home, we do lean more towards TV watching, to be yeah. honest.
0: yeah. And on our side, the kids actually started using tablets at school. So kindergarten, yeah. they started using um, bits of iPad, not every day, but maybe once a, once or twice a week. And so they started talking about the iPad once my oldest was in kindergarten. So we found our old iPads that I don't really use anymore. And we allowed the kids to have a minimal amount of iPad time with the intention of it being an educational game that they're playing. And so we started off with 10 minutes a day. And this is what happened. My son was so obsessed with it, it was all he ever talked about. All day long, he could not wait till his next 10 minutes, the next day, everything out of his mouth was about this dragon game. And a dragon game is not educational. What happened is he started on an educational game, was served an ad for another free game, and then downloaded that, came over, and now he's hatching dragon eggs, which is fun, right? But the obsession around it was a bit concerning. And it got to a point where he actually started sneaking upstairs and taking the iPad and hiding in his room and using the iPad when he wasn't allowed. I'm sure you're
1: not the only one. I'm sure there's a lot of parents that struggle with that.
0: Yeah. So the, that happened probably two different times. And the last time was when my mom was babysitting them. And she said that it happened several times after he was already told not to. And so at that point I said, no more iPad, I'm done with the iPad. So it's not available to them anymore. They do have screen time through an iPad at school. And I'm hoping and assuming that those are all educational things that they're doing there. And that they're not getting served ads that you can't really dictate whether those are appropriate. So that's where we're at with the iPad. We do turn on the TV only in the evening. Uh, after dinner, we watch a movie, we went through all the Harry Potters, we we're watching Lord of the Rings, series-type movies. And that's a that's really nice time we spend together in the evenings. But I want to mention why screen time is so addictive, specifically for my son. He gets really addicted to the iPad, and so I was interested in why that was. And so what I found is that screen time is exciting for kids because it triggers the release of dopamine and dopamine is a like feel good neurotransmitter that makes us associate screens with pleasure. And therefore it's something we want to do more. And while pretty much all screen content is intended to capture your attention, products like games and social media with their like impressive graphics and reward based stories appeal much more to that dopamine rush. And so you'll find, and I'm sure parents will all agree, that when that game stops or they put down that social media, the dopamine release goes away and this causes irritability in your kids. So I'm sure you've experienced the moment when it's time for the iPad to be done. Yeah. And it's a temper
1: tantrum. It's a fight. It's a conflict. It's that you see these behaviors and you're like, whoa. I haven't seen this. Right. Right? Because they're fighting for that. Like, I want to feel good. Give it back to me. You know? Yeah. It reminds me of the precious ring from... Lord
0: Lord of the the Rings Rings again? You have seen it. (laughs) Precious. (laughs) My precious. It literally reminds me of Gollum from Lord of the Rings and how much he covets that ring. I mean... My son is Gollum. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to share some general stats that we pulled around screen time. So you can reflect on these when making decisions on what screen time you're allowing for your children. So right now, preschool aged children are spending an average of two hours every day using screens and a recent study looked at the associations between screen time and behavior of these preschool age kids. So what they found is that when kids spend more time in front of screens, they experience higher levels of clinically significant inattention problems, as well as other ADHD type behavior issues. I think that would probably be obvious. I think most people understand that, but I just want to nail it home that if you're giving a lot of screen time per this study to your preschool age child, they're likely to have inattention problems, ADHD issues. Now, this study also looked at when the amount of screen time was increased from 30 minutes to more than two hours a day, the problems multiplied by at least five times. Wow. So there's an exponential increase in these inattention problems and ADHD behavior issues the more time they spend on screens. It's definitely
1: changing the development of the brain or how the brain is working, right?
0: Yeah. And a really good argument for just limiting the screen time. If you need to have screen time in your household, limiting it to 30 minutes or less a day sounds to be the ideal way with this study showing that anything over 30 minutes could potentially result in inattention problems and ADHD issues.
1: I think setting limits... In the household is so important, especially with schools now that have iPads, schools that have computers throughout their the grade levels, right? Yeah. So they're already getting quite a bit of screen time at school and then yeah. they come home and we're giving them...
0: You know, when before you get married, a lot of couples will do a course on um, what are some big decisions that you may have to make yeah. as you... Like some premarital have, counseling. Yeah, premarital counseling, right? Right. I didn't do that but um i
1: did it was awesome
0: yeah yeah so i it it kind of feels like one of the things that you should be deciding with your husband or your partner is where you stand regarding all of these issues with screens social media with your kit for your kids right so asking simple questions like how much time per day are we allowing our kids to spend on screens what times of day can they use screens during meals etc at what age can they have a social media profile um, at what age do you want
1: to have an iPad at home?
0: Right. Yeah, because we waited till our oldest was maybe four or five before we even got one for them. So deciding these things ahead of time, that way when it comes up and your kid comes home and is like, my friend has a phone or whatever, then you say, well, your parents' rule is this, right? We already decided. And things can shift, but I think it's good to at least have a starting point. What you're both comfortable with.
1: Well, and then, too, is a lot of times kids are really keen and observant on when one parent yes. is setting the boundary and, like, there is no iPads at this time or only 30 minutes. And then they know the other parent's, like, yeah, woohoo
0: iPad all the time no
1: problem they're very keen on that yes
0: I mean we've all had our kid ask us for something we say no and then they go to the other parent immediately
1: absolutely we're in that right now with my five-year-old
0: yeah and I can hear you I can hear you asking your dad now like I just said no Uh, they're tricky little buggers they're so smart (laughs) I know so another study that's important to note is that spending a lot of time staring at screens is linked with poorer performance on developmental screening tests later in childhood
1: again it's 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 changing the brain it's changing the the makeup of the brain
0: stunting development yeah one thing that they're now investigating which is really interesting is how screen time is affecting the growth of a kid's brain a study called the adolescent brain cognitive development abcd revealed that some kids who use screens more than seven hours a day have a thinner cortex than those who used screens less and the cortex is an outer layer of the brain that processes information this cortex is undergoing critical development during adolescence so they're actually starting to see that kids are using screens in excess seven hours a day, which actually is teenagers, is the average amount of time that teenagers are using social media is seven hours a day. Yeah, we're there. So let's talk about something that I often gripe about. When I'm at a restaurant and I look around and I see parents sit down with their kids and immediately give them an iPad, I get really frustrated, okay? And so I wanna talk about what happens when you have your kid use a screen while at a restaurant. So a couple things
1: that just pop in my head right now and I'm trying to understand the parents perspective, right? Yeah. You're going into a restaurant and you want your kids to sit. And it's going to take time. It's going to take time to order, right? We got to wait, we got to depend on the waiter. Yeah. And for me and my kids, when the waiter first comes for drinks, I am ordering the kids mm, food totally. like right away because yes. I know they're going to be squirmy yeah. in the seat, right? And so one of the things that I empathize and compassionate of towards the parents is I get it. They're going to be sitting in their chair, and they're going to lose focus, and then they're going to start screaming and yelling, and you're in a restaurant, right? Yeah. So you're going to get embarrassed. So I can see how parents give their kids the iPad to stay focused and seated at yeah. a table. because, And you don't have any control over that.
0: Yeah and i understand that reaction absolutely 100 percent. but let's talk about and it's very important that parents listen to this talk about what your kids are missing out on when they have screens in front of their face at a restaurant so, a percent, yes. right so they are missing out on opportunities to bond with you a lot of times if your kids are in daycare or school all day they're having minimal hours with you specifically to interact with you and look you in the face and have a conversation I can tell you all morning I spend with my kids, but guess what? I'm saying, what do you want to eat? Put your lunch in your backpack. Go to the bathroom before we get in the car. Blah, 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 blah. I am dictating to them what they need to be doing and working with them on getting out the door. It's not quality time span. No,
1: no. It's hustle. Hustle
0: bustle is the morning grind, right? Yes. Hustle bustle <laughs> is the morning grind. So you're missing out on opportunities to bond. It's also robbing kids the opportunities of improving their language and communication skills. Let's think about this. You're at a dinner table and everyone's kind of
1: quiet. Someone will get a little nervous or a little bit of that motivation to be like, hey mom, like, how was your day? Mm-hmm. Or a parent might go, hey, how was school today? Who'd you play with? And because we're just sitting there in silence, it actually creates a little uncomfortableness where someone has to use some communication skills. Right. That's actually super healthy. Yeah. That's super healthy, is to initiate conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Because when often when we feel discomfort, right, we may pull out our phones because we don't know what to say. Yeah. And so mirroring that behavior for our kids, sit across from them and have your phone in your pocket or your purse. And actually speak to them about their day find things to talk about my dad used to we would play I spy the entire dinner or we would take the little sugar packets and build little houses out of them and now it's something we do with our kids too and I think it's really there are there are creative things to do to pass the time while you're you know waiting for your meal one
1: thing that I really want to mention here as a therapist and someone who works with parents and connecting with their teenagers is How important family meals are, especially if you are really disconnected with your teen and the teen even mentions that they don't have a very good relationship with you. But if you're able to do one family meal together daily, the teen will actually report higher levels of connectedness and higher levels of a sense of belonging because of just the ritual of just the... Getting together as a family, it doesn't necessarily matter how disconnected they are. They just feel connected enough to sit together and have a family
0: meal together. Absolutely. Without iPads. Right. Key. That's the Key. key. One big one is screens during meals is associated with less healthy eating and overeating. So this is the big one for adults too. A lot of adults will sit in front of the TV, put their kids to bed and just shovel food in while they're watching a show and it can lead to obesity and overeating. The same is true for kids. And I know a lot of families that watch TV while they're eating, the kids watch TV while they're eating or even an iPad while they're eating their meals. And we have to be really careful with that because they're not being aware and present in eating the food.
1: I struggle with this, to be honest with you. Like, I really struggle with this uh, because I will sit down and watch a show I haven't eaten a lot all day. I've skipped some meals and I come home and I want to decompress. And so I'll sit there and watch a show and then I'm eating my meal at the same time. Well, the problem with that is all of a sudden my meal is gone and I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, I'm so full. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on the show and just like kind of uh, pilot eating, yeah. right? Like you're autopilot and you're eating. Yeah. That I, I'm missing, the uh, awareness of understanding when I'm full or if I'm still hungry.
0: Right. Right. And how much satisfaction are we getting from the food? Are we really tasting it and enjoying the food and the flavors or are we completely missing out on that experience? My mom was way ahead of the game on this she was telling me since i was young that we sit at the table when we're eating and we don't watch anything you actually like look at your food taste your food even if you're alone just sit alone and enjoy your food and it really was about at that time even she would talk about how you're going to overeat if you eat in front of the television screen
1: when you're having your ipad at dinner i think again like this This goes along with communication skills, but it also sends the other person, I don't want to talk. I don't want to engage in a conversation with you or with anybody. Mm. I think that really takes away from the opportunity to connect with someone and the importance of sharing a meal with someone. You know, think about in society and culture, sharing a meal actually is what brings people together. It's how people gather social media on the iPads, it is a barrier to that. All it says is, leave me alone. I
0: don't wanna be a part of this. I don't wanna be present to this. It takes you out of the present moment and now you're somewhere else. Your mind is somewhere else and you're not getting the value that you should be getting from that interaction or that meal. I mean, we've all probably been at a dinner with someone and they get a text message and they start texting and you're looking at them like, um, hello? Like I was talking and oh my God, I've
1: had that a couple times. <laughs>
0: yeah. Should yeah. we
1: stop this dinner? Cause again, the message is, well,
0: am I not good enough for you to like talk with me or do you not want to be here? Right. right. So let's remember this when we're at a meal with a friend next time, when it comes to just our adult behavior, let's remember that they came here to be with you to have this moment and be in the moment, Right. Don't let your phone distract you. Everything will be fine at home with the kids. Your babysitter doesn't need to contact you about every little thing. I think it's important that we'd have this discussion about how parents are treating their screens during meals because we have to mirror the right behavior so that our kids understand what is appropriate. And when we have our phone even out at a meal, it's showing them that that phone is here with us at this meal, and at any moment you can pick up that phone and be completely disconnected. So why are we going to even start having an in-depth conversation if someone's going to be drawn out of it by a screen?
1: What's the difference between bringing out your phone, which I would be on, like that's probably typical for parents more than likely, yeah? The the difference of kids seeing their iPad, right? And and again, kids are really smart. You know, you start taking away the iPad during dinner times but they see you on their phone they're going to go wait why are you allowed or why do you bring out your phone but i can't be on my ipad during dinner
0: yeah let's set a good example for our kids absolutely it starts with us so let's just answer this question should ipads be allowed at dinners
1: no i'm a no i'm a no for that one
0: i'm a nay from me
1: Ooh, nay oh, there we go You're <laughs> if, a nay. You,
0: if you want to have a kid-free dinner hire a babysitter And leave them at home. If you don't have the funds, do a babysitting swap with another family on your street. Ask your mom if she can come over or a friend. You know, there's options here. After the kids go to bed, hang out with your husband. Like if you're at the restaurant to just talk to your husband and have your kids zone out on iPads, do that separate from your kids. Be with your kids during the meal. I think too, as parents,
1: be really aware before your meal. Ask yourself, what are you getting out of this dinner? And if you are needing, like even before the dinner, you are needing some alone time, then either schedule that or take it before the dinner, right? Because if you're going into the dinner going, I don't want to talk to anybody.
0: Then why are you going to dinner? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With your kids.
0: Right. If you're going into dinner going like,
1: I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to be around anyone. Let's be real. That happens sometimes, right? Right. Then what are you doing taking your kids to a restaurant? Be a little creative that night and have the kids eat dinner in one little room and they can have fun. And then you and your husband or you and your partner, or you and your wife have dinner in another
0: room or have dinner by yourself outside. Yeah. Right? There are so many options that do not include putting a screen in front of your kid's face. And, and then I question, when I see
1: the people that have the iPad out at dinner, I'm literally thinking to myself, why
0: are you here? Yes. Why are you at this restaurant and you, you've you checked out? Like, what's the point? We had a pool party the other day and a friend uh, was talking about being at dinner. I, he didn't even know about this podcast or this discussion that was about to happen, but he said he was at dinner and he looked around and everyone was on their screens and he wanted to get up and leave. It was infuriating to him yeah. that we are here at a restaurant and everyone is not here. They're in their mind. They're all somewhere else. What are we doing all sitting here together if not to be together?
1: Can we not tolerate just sitting on our own or sitting at a dinner table without our screens? Like, is it so uncomfortable to sit at dinner with someone one-on-one and think of questions
0: to ask them? Like, is that so uncomfortable? I think that, especially for teenagers, they didn't grow up having that one-on-one time they grew up with their faces and screens right and so yes i think it is so it is hard for them and tolerable to them it's it's so uncomfortable for them that They they can't tolerate it can't tolerate it so they
1: have to pull out their screens and guess what then it's uncomfortable for the parents so the parents have to pull out the screens
0: as of now most parents did not grow up with screens at their dinners when they were kids and they had to figure out ways to pass the time. So, like, let's teach our kids, even if they're already teenagers, what we can do to interact during a meal and connect during that meal. Right? Yeah. Get a list of some icebreaker questions
1: that you can bring.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: there is some really awesome uh, cards too. I think John Deloney has some cards that say like uh, they're human conversation cards, mm-hmm. and they're really cool. I've used them at mm-hmm. dinner. Uh, even with my spouse, yeah,
0: and we go round table and ask questions. So if you do feel like it's going to be very uncomfortable when you all put the screens down, come in with some resources. Correct. Be intentional. Stuff. Yeah. So next time you go out to dinner with your family, decide ahead of time that you're not going to bring screens out and see what happens and really enjoy the time with your family and make some good memories. And
1: see what conversations come up. You actually might get to know your kids a little bit more after that. Thank you for being part of this conversation. We hope you have a few extra seconds to click follow and
0: give us a five-star rating. And let's meet where you're at, which right now is likely Instagram. Give us a follow and let's talk there. Thank you for listening to Scrolling to Death.